0: Dance with the devil in the pale light. It's metal, it's rock and roll, it's dangerous. Nobody threatens that. You clearly don't know who you're talking to. I am the danger.
1: Don't mess with the bully, young man.
2: You'll get the horns. Welcome to the Lion's Pit. I'm your host, Andrew. Today, I'm joined with Catherine Waugh. Welcome to the show. Appreciate you coming on.
0: Thanks for having me, Andrew.
2: <laughs> no problem. <laughs> it's definitely crazy time right now. A lot's happened since school has been closed down and everything. Pandemic, and then we had we had the the peaceful protests going on a lot of a lot of crazy stuff the crazy part was that there was so much happening at one time usually it's one thing at a time where you know right. we haven't seen something like this well at least I haven't in my four years of almost 41 years of being on earth so mm-hmm what are your thoughts on because the music business is is uh, in bad shape right now what are your thoughts on the music business
0: I think that this is going to do amazing things for the music industry and and that's not to say that there's not a lot of people that are having a really rough time right now and struggling absolutely 100% um, the music industry was the one of the first ones to shut down and one of the last ones to open. Um, and I will say parts of the music industry. Um, however, if you look at any time in history when there's been a massive event like this, either political or medical, um, there's been great music to come out of it. So that's that's the first part. And there's been great art, any type of art, to come out of it. Um, The other part is that being a creative industry, um, a lot of people, you know, I I started in the music industry at the same time as Napster. Um, And a lot of people thought I was crazy, saying, oh, there's no no business, there's no jobs, there's no this, there's no that. There will always be a music industry. Every single person you know listens to music today, whether it was on purpose or not. So whether it was them actually calling up a playlist and or putting on their favorite album or whether they were in the grocery store and there was music in the background or watching a television show and there was music in in the production. That tells me that there's an industry. So that's the first part. I can rant about this for a really long time, by the way, Andrew. (laughs) Uh, So just tell tell me when to stop. Um, Oh, that's okay. The the other part is that is it going to change? Absolutely, 100%. There's going to be changes to our industry. but every two decades or so, there's changes to this industry. Um, the, you know, I'm going to say it. There's two sides to the industry. There's the <laughs> the songwriting side with the publishing, and then there's the um, recording and performing side. Right. Um, publishing and songwriting has had a little less bumps in the road over the past century. Um, because it doesn't rely so much on the on technology and live performance. I mean that's absolutely where income comes, but I'm talking about like the creative process of it. Um but if you look at even the last century of the music industry, you know, everything was live and then we had recordings and people were like, oh crap, that's gonna you know, there's not gonna be a live industry. And we had radio and no one's gonna buy records anymore. And then we had, you know, CDs and cassettes and and and, and You know, we were watching bands on television um, all the way up to, you know, Napster. And then, you know, everything going digital. So every couple decades there's something that makes and forces the industry to change. And I think it can be really exciting to be on the forefront of that. I don't know what it's going to look like. If I did, I would be in a really great position right now. (laughs) Um, I don't know what it's going to look like. A lot of people are trying to figure that out. Um, but it's going to be okay because it always is.
2: Right. Uh, and I mean, the the live industry has definitely made a huge, a huge hit, Mm -hmm. uh, or taken a huge hit. Uh, lots of lots of venues have had to shut down mm-hmm. uh, I mean it it's this whole thing has had uh, a lot of people have to kind of rethink what their um, what their path was gonna be right uh, especially myself uh, I I was I was all. I was all on board for wanting to uh, be on the live side and wanting mm-hmm. to do something in that area, and I had to, I had to basically re rethink everything, right. uh, because this this was something that like interviewing and doing this and and doing promoting and stuff like that, which before I get into it just want to mention that so you're part of music matters yes uh which is your and you're also uh publishing as well so uh for people that don't well,
0: rights yeah right rights management yep
2: right um and I mean i in in my perspective I feel like that's a that's That's a safer spot in in the industry yeah. right now
0: Okay well, I think okay, I have two things to say to that <laughs> right it, It's a safer spot maybe um, in terms of passive income yeah because you know in in the rights industry, um, a song gets played on the radio, you don't have to necessarily be a part of that playing it and and getting it out there for you to have income for for being played on a playlist for example, right? Right. Um that's going to come through SOCAN, CMRA, all the organizations that we have that that take care of that for artists and songwriters. Um so yes, but even that um has had to flip a bit for me. Um another big part of what I do with Music Matters is I do workshops and I um, didn't do uh, streamed or, or video workshops before this and now I'm loving it so <laughs> you know kinda of flipping that a bit and the other thing that Music Matters does is licensing for film and television so that entire industry was also shut down so taking a bit of a hit there um, where you're concerned for example in getting into the live industry if that's your passion, there's still stuff there. Um, the live industry isn't going to shut down forever. It, it it can't. People, I mean, so first of all, one of the amazing things that happened at the very beginning of, of people, of, of us going into lockdown, right. was so many um, performing artists coming together online to share their superpower for people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It was amazing to watch that, you know, like, it, it, Pay for your effing music, first of all, because these people got you through a lot of shit in the past few months. Um, sorry, I don't know how much I'm allowed to swear on this. So yeah, that's why I said effing. Yeah, um, no, yeah.
2: No, it's... Uh, <laughs> but, so it, people
0: don't normally think that I use the word effing. I, I, <laughs> I felt actually kind of weird there. Um, so that, that was kind of tweaked a bit too in, you know... So the same way that I'm getting comfortable say doing workshops online and I realize it's different right. because uh, uh, you know a performance needs the energy of the audience but perhaps there's something there that also shifts a little bit and and you know it's added on to how we have our live experience and how we can also collaborate with artists um, you know all of these fundraisers that are being done where we have streaming of multiple artists coming on and you can sit there and, and watch a concert with you know, say five different artists. Um, Is it going to replace a festival? Absolutely not, but it might be another way that we can experience that. Um, I don't know. And I don't want to make it sound like I'm naive and that it's not (laughs) extremely difficult. I I, I know it is. I'm in it. I see it. Um, It's exhausting, um, but I just don't want people who are a lot of people are like you know 2020 that's my year this is where i'm doing everything i'm supposed to do and i'm fulfilling my dreams and and now we're like meh i don't know what to do (laughs) i just don't you know let's it's paused i think is is the point
2: right um
0: and the question then is what do you do in that pause in the meantime
2: exactly and I, and I think, for me personally, I think uh, the other thing that I, I was kind of thinking was, uh, it it made it, it's also made me realize that the live part was not really as big of a passion that I thought it was. Oh, okay, interesting. And and I did you do the publishing Andrew? I. <laughs> <laughs> You never know, Uh, (laughs) but I really, I promoting is something I'm really, uh, I'm really getting more and more passionate about, and I always wanted to. I mean, that's what I wanted to do when, when I, in the live side. So I mean, Mm -hmm. now that, now that the live side is kind of, you know uh hit a bump in the road i you know why not steer over to the recording part of it and right. promoting promoting artists that are recording music and stuff so uh and i mean it's it's really something that 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 i enjoy i feel uh there's lots of different avenues for that that part of the industry so
0: 100 percent, and right. you can still you know in in doing that you can still work in the live industry once that's back up and running just on a different side of the table right so right you can still work with the artists in promoting them to the promoters of the live show
2: right and it, another thing was the stability too i feel like uh the yeah. live live is very uh hit or miss. Uh if if you're not in the right spot. If you're not in the right, right. spot, it's it can be very hit or miss, you know. So
0: it's a huge yeah, you, you're undertaking a, a, a huge um chance really anytime you put on a live show, right?
2: Right, right. But uh yeah, I, I think and by the way, uh for anybody that's uh been on my on my Facebook. Uh I put out a thing for my birthday and I I Catherine, I wanna thank you for I, I noticed your generous uh donation. Uh you know that this that this really means a lot to me. Uh this this uh this organization the doing the donating to the mental health. So uh, I want to thank you for that. Well, thank um, you
0: for giving people the opportunity to learn more about it.
2: And and I think that's a huge thing is, you know, mm-hmm. uh, which we'll get into later. Just a, a quick uh, couple of fun questions right now. So ah, okay. who who is your favorite band or artist to listen to right now?
0: Oh, dude, that's hard. (laughs) Um, Oh, okay. Here's the thing. There's a different mood going on at any given time of any day. (laughs) Right. So, I mean, we were just talking about Chester and um, uh, Chris Cornell. So I had, I had, uh, you know, we're, I had some heavy Soundgarden going on this week, and um, what's that show uh, with Christina Applegate?
2: Married with Children. Yeah,
0: dead, no, dead to me. So this—I i don't know if you've watched it. Anyway, no. The witness that portray her character, she'll sit in the car and cry, but listening to like really, really heavy, heavy music. So it's kind of the mus- the 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 mood I've been in for the past two weeks. Um, so I've been listening to a lot of heavy music. But then also then, you know, I'll be like, eh, and I'll switch to something like Kamasi Washington, where if if anybody gets to go back to a lot, li- not if, but when you get to go back to a live show, go see Kamasi Washington if you ever want to see musicianship in its finest form. Um, and then yeah. I'll get, like, ranty and, and hate the, you know, politically, and I'll listen to <laughs> Fiona Apple. And so it's all over the place. Wow. Uh... Yeah, that's. You do not want to be in this brain right now.
2: <laughs> so there's not just one specific favorite. What are you listening to the most right now?
0: What's going on the most in my house right now is One Direction because it's their anniversary today. Okay. Or actually, it's their anniversary tomorrow, but it's right now in England. So, <laughs> yeah, because of my 15-year-old daughter. But yeah. that's what's going on right now. Um, oh,
2: that's awesome. Yeah okay
0: so happy one direct one d day to all the one direction fans out there
2: there you go uh i hate I'm,
0: that question do you know how many people ask that question all the time
2: <laughs> hard <laughs> uh who who would be your guilty pleasure
0: Ooh, guilty pleasure guns and roses
2: yeah that's guilty all right
0: <laughs> right that's terrible. Especially, especially oh, in the '90s when I was like this feminist teen, and I would I was listening to Guns N' Roses. That's a problem.
2: Okay. <laughs> oh man. Okay. So now, now, uh, what is what is one strength that you feel keeps uh, music matters relevant in the industry right now?
0: Well, I think right now um, I, I haven't done it in in a couple months, but uh, for a few, I know I was doing a lot of um, free workshops online through just uh, Facebook Live. Um, I think there's an opportunity for artists, um, songwriters, and performing recording artists right now just to get their their shit in gear, right? So, um, making sure that their catalogs are are properly. Registered and just ha- having knowledge, like knowing what SoCan and CMRA does, knowing um, copyright laws, knowing charge six dollars or more for your live shows when they come back, um, knowing what to um, to to you know how to set up a team and 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 the people that you need to know. So really, I think one thing that I that I'm I've been trying to do is just um, help people keep their wheels moving. Um, by giving knowledge I guess um, right. and also just um, in social media I'll just uh, give you know industry type updates because as you know I'm, I'm a huge uh, uh, one thing I, I often say is that you have to read about your industry and not just the charts yeah. um, so you know I'll, I'll share information that way I guess and then sometimes I'll just have happy dog photos <laughs>
2: Uh, uh, yeah, it's definitely one thing that, that I slack at is uh, reading, reading up on, on the music news. Uh, mm-hmm. because I mean, t- honestly, I, I get homed in on, you know, on, on researching my, my band or artist that I'm going to interview, uh, right. and like, and I think that's, for me personally, that's the biggest thing for, for the artist is to know them as, as best as I can.
0: Oh, absolutely.
2: When I, uh, you know, when I go to sit and down, sit down and chat with them. So, mm-hmm. uh,
0: no, I, and, and, you know, you have to, you have to obviously, uh, you know, what's that saying? Eat the frog or something like that. You have to figure <laughs> out what, what, like do you do what you have to do first, obviously. And yeah even accomplishing one thing a day these days is enough really right cuz it's it's just everything's kind of exhausting so right. if you're if you're accomplishing that one thing that's amazing um uh, uh, so i um i often heard people compare days for the since march kind of like having a newborn baby like if you can brush your hair and accomplish one thing we're golden you're doing really well
2: a hundred percent for you mm-hmm. uh how how has your mindset been uh <laughs> with i mean we've just talked about like you know the uh your music and stuff like that like what you listen to and uh your mood and stuff uh mentally have you have you maintained a a sanity or you know have you kind of like uh you know had any had any breakdowns or anything oh absolutely
0: i think everybody has i mean (laughs) no but it's i have a a one uh one friend who's actually um she's a coach and, you know, she was saying how uh, – I'm not going to do justice to what she was saying, but there's, everything is an extreme right now, you know? Right. Like you're either super motivated and you are going to use this time to do everything. You're going to get your your all your ducks in order for, professionally. You're going to learn to paint. You're going to make that bread. You're going to do everything. That's one day. The next day, you're lying on the couch eating a bag of chips all day. There's no kind of in-between, it seems, and that's exhausting, right? So I think it's, first of all, recognizing and, and, and maintaining that energy is 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 a big thing. Um, and the other thing is, yeah, I've had those days. I'm finding, actually, at the beginning, I was a lot more motivated to use this time wisely than I have been in the last few weeks. Um and I think it's just that energy thing that we were talking about and also it's summer and it's nice out. Um, but sometimes, you know, you, you think, okay, when I look back at this time, what do I want to think about myself? Right. Right. Um, but also go easy on yourself. This, this has never happened to you before. We've never done this before. And every day is just kind of figuring that out.
2: Yeah. It's, uh, It's definitely, definitely intense. Um, the, there's, there's those days where you're just like, uh, and, and especially when you're, you know, you're talking to the same person Mm -hmm. every day, it, it can get, uh, you know, you need that time to go out or, uh, go to the park or, you know, just to have have a, a brain rest right, uh, and I think you
0: if you have to force yourself to do that, I think that's the biggest thing that 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 you should maybe do is like I said, even if you're accomplishing one thing a day if if you're if you're in an eating you're eating the chips on the couch mode right now um, even just setting out to accomplish that one thing and that might be putting your laundry away. who knows what that is right?
2: right. Uh, my nine
0: year old totally sick of me right
2: now.' <laughs> oh, man. I don't blame
0: her. I don't blame her at all.
2: <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, yeah, and I mean, uh, you know being having kids adds another level of it. What is one of your favorite marketing tools that you that you use now? that you didn't use before the pandemic happened
0: the the live videos um i think when you're you know a lot as you know music the music industry especially is about personal connections and i think um no one knows who i am right like unless you know me you don't know me so why would you hire me to deal with your your rights or why would you come to one of my workshops? Why would you pay for a master class or, or whatever, right? right. Um, so I think just getting over that hump of, of doing videos, of having my face on camera more, of having my, you know, instead of doing um, some cute little blurby picture on Instagram, it's actually me. Things like that I think have been just trying to make a little more personal connection with people has been good for marketing in a marketing sense.
2: Awesome. With the live videos. Yeah. And going back going back to the going back to different artists that have been doing uh live videos and uh even even doing like uh people were doing the quarantine bands were doing quarantine videos mm-hmm. and uh you know all that all that kind of stuff. What I notice is that a lot of it was like it was like a fad it like went up and then Mm -hmm. it started to kind of drift away Mm -hmm. and what what are your thoughts on bands doing that kind of stuff and artists doing that kind of stuff on instagram live and stuff like that
0: i think again like when this all started people were rallying around each other and trying to use their, their personal superpowers. And, um, I think that was part of what was pushing the live streams, um, musicians live streaming. Um, however, I also don't like to see artists not get paid. Right. So, um, I don't know. I think, and I think also it's, Maybe we'll see an up upswing of it in September. I don't know. I don't know what's if I'm just again. I'm I'm basing it all on how I've been feeling and how people around me have been feeling for the past, say, three weeks. Um, I think people just need a break from each other right now. Of the rallying, it seems like people need a, are are breaking away from rallying around each other right now. Right. And maybe a break from social media, um, and the news. and and life and you know but I think think it'll come back I, I I don't know how will it come back I don't know I I hope it comes back in a way that artists can get paid and get tips at least
2: right the other thing I have to kind of add to that is I've been thinking about something that would that I think personally would would work I don't know how you know for how long or whatever, but, uh, just kind of want to get your thoughts on it. And Mm -hmm. I was thinking that it would be great for a band to go to the venue or bands to go to the venue, like a regular show and actually have someone at the venue or that works at the venue, or even, even just having, uh, you know, they have one person dedicated to doing a live stream Mm -hmm. and you, me being able to go on and, and support the artist by buying a ticket. And then Mm -hmm. I'm able to go on it and be able to watch them in the privacy of my home, my own home at, uh, at the venue and they're performing right. at the venue uh right. what what are your thoughts on that
0: i think it's great i think um uh i know someone did it at oh was it danforth music hall um but that was back in march i think when when everything started before everything completely shut down Um, but yeah, I think that could be a great opportunity. We, we, we are, we crave live music, right? And it's not the exact same experience, obviously, but it's, um, a better or different experience than watching musicians in their homes, right? Like, yeah, I think that could, could work. Um, I feel bad for musicians not playing to a crowd, but,
2: yeah, you know There's what though. like
0: intimate you know the old school intimate and interactives, like things like that.
2: Yeah, yeah. I well and and the the thing is is that uh I would go to shows at the music hall mm-hmm. and there was like seven people there. True. That's true. And they very would still true. and they would still perform they yep. would still perform their asses off.
0: Yep. We've and, all had friends where we've been the five people in the crowd, right? Like, and you're right. You're absolutely right.
2: I I think I don't know if it if I don't think it's a long. It'd be a long term solution, but it's it would definitely be it could be a good short term solution. And I think uh, it
0: would be good just for um. I mean, I know performers are itching to perform.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But also I've also a lot of bands that I've talked to uh, they need not not so much the crowd but they it's the the fan engagement and the interaction so right. I think I think that could end up being a uh, uh, maybe not such a great idea but I, I I still think that it gives them it gives them that you know, the feeling of you know going taking their setting setting their gear up right right uh, doing all that getting the sound check done all of that you know and they would still they could still manage to make money
0: right well it's happening in sports right there's no there's no uh, crowd in sports right now
2: exactly exactly and I I think I think it could work and uh, it would
0: help the venues that you know if you can find a venue right. <laughs> uh, a whole other topic,
2: but back to music matters. Okay. What was your vision when you first created music matters and has your vision changed at all since having music matters?
0: So I started out in music publishing, um, working, uh, not for myself, obviously, um, and music supervision and Music Matters started out in music supervision and licensing for film and television um, or or productions I should say so that was the main and only thing that Music Matters did um, and and I didn't really see any um, the, the I, I didn't see myself venturing outside of that at all um, then I started missing working with the songwriters and the performing artists like one-on-one obviously i was still working with the music but i missed that side of things um so that's when rights management came in um and there's different levels there's you know only um kind of an an administrative type i get your catalog in order and register you everywhere and then all the way up to publishing and um you know uh, pushing your catalog to various people and and companies and productions. Um, So there's different levels to that. Um, And then the other thing I never envisioned was teaching. I never envisioned teaching or doing workshops. Um, And that's a huge part of what I'm trying to grow right now with Music Matters as well. Right. So, I mean, I think 96 or something like that is when I started in the music industry. That's 1996, um, and I've had I've I've always worked in the music industry, but I have had many different job titles, mm-hmm. and and you never know where any of those are going to take you, right? Right. I've always I've always done that. Hey, Catherine, can you do this? Yeah, sure. Attitude. And, yeah. And reading about your industry, Andrea. <laughs> Um, yes. Yeah, yes, I'd, say, yeah. <laughs> I'd say the <laughs> biggest part is uh, is teaching um, would be the biggest part.
2: Speaking of teaching, which I didn't mention off the top, was that you're also for people that don't go to Durham College that might not know you, uh, you are a professor at Durham College. Uh, yes, I am. An awesome professor uh, oh, thanks. <laughs> uh, you so and and you teach you teach contract law publishing and uh, music music math uh, well, yeah royalty right for the uh, uh, for the music business management program
0: uh, and, and sent music business practicum
2: and yes, and sent. Wow, how did I forget sent? I have Catherine? no idea. Oh my. Okay, that's I that's it. We're that. done.
0: I also teach merchandising, retail and distribution,
2: which that's I'm very looking forward to because that's uh one of the other things I'm I'm looking at. With with all of that, what's your favorite to teach?
0: Oh, that's hard. Stop with these hard questions. We're um, all different, right? Like right. scent, it's all first and second years, and it's it's not an academic course. It's a, a practical course, and it's 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 a different beast, right? So that's right. always fun. Um, and then I kind of it's funny because I think I teach the courses that most students are not necessarily looking forward to, like contract mm-hmm. law, royalties. Publishing, no one knows about or what it is, not no one, but most students. Um, So, I kind of like the challenge of making you like those courses, if that makes sense. So, especially, you know, everyone walks into math, not everyone again, you know, that first class, I hate math, I can't do math, and then I rant about that (laughs) um, because math is an umbrella term and you can do it, you just haven't been taught it properly. And it's relevant, I think. So yeah, I like the challenge of kind of engaging students in ways that will make them interested in the content because it's all important content. I mean, publishing is half the industry. I say most, well, I usually say all roads lead back to contracts and royalties, but I don't want to offend people who don't teach that or aren't in that part of the industry. Um, So I, I think... All the courses that you guys take are important, but um yeah.
2: Yeah, it it's it's definitely
0: What uh, was your favorite course, Andrew?
2: Well, so far, thought,
0: <laughs> an and you can't say sent.
2: <laughs> well, it, to be
0: uh, I know you're I'll, ta-
2: I'll I'll talk I'll talk about that one after uh after we're <laughs> we're done the interview. Uh-huh. Uh okay. but uh the out of out of all out of all the courses combined, mm-hmm. I would I would definitely I would definitely say that uh, um, surprisingly contract law so far mm-hmm. is is up at the top, uh, and I I also think that networking was a was a big one for me.
0: Oh, that's a great course. I taught that course one year, when Marnie. Um, I don't remember why she didn't teach that course, uh, but that was a great course to teach. I loved it.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it it really it really helps you spread your wings. That's for sure. It it, it helps you spread your wings and and uh, uh, connect with with different people and and just break you out of that shell right uh being being an introverted uh person myself mm-hmm. uh well actually i think i discovered that i was i was an am- ambivert right
1: uh,
2: so <laughs> uh but i mean like i wouldn't be doing this if i didn't have if i didn't take that networking course and like i wouldn't have found out that this is really really something that i want to do
0: i think one of the great things about that course too was everything kind of came down to a plan like if you have a plan you can do it just remember your plan right if that makes sense
2: hundred percent
0: uh who don't know what we're talking about should sign up for the program and take yeah. that
2: course. <laughs> uh yeah yeah it's definitely well that that program is uh so far, uh, for people that that are listening, that because I don't think I've actually mentioned this um, no. on any of my previous shows uh, or episodes, I I am at Durham College in Oshawa, Ontario, and I'm going into my third year, and it has been one hell of an amazing experience and this summer so far has been so enlightening for me uh really getting all these different bands and and artists
1: mm-hmm.
2: I you know and i mean good music is good music Absolutely. So, and i i think and i think that's where you kind of luck out too cuz you get to you you get to deal with all sorts of music and mm-hmm. so i i think i think that's that's awesome and there's so much talent out there
0: oh god just just in our own little region there's so much talent it's in our own little program in our school there's so much talent
1: right um, yep.
0: and again it's You know, I think a lot of people look to the old-school model of the music industry, and there's so many different ways to do it now. Um, There's so many different ways to get your music out. There's so many different ways to network and market and um, collaborate. It's, uh, I don't know. It's it's interesting to see what will come next. I also think that one thing that has been good, as I'm trying to find all of the silver linings here, is all of the collaborations that have come out of this because people need—they—they um, they need to keep that creative energy going. They need to keep. I—I you know, I miss talking about the music industry. You know, like um, my nine-year-old's not going to listen to me talk about Taylor Swift's contracts anymore. Yeah. So, you know, I think there's going to be a lot of new connections. Like what you're doing too, right? There's a lot of new connections coming out of this,
2: right? Um, yeah, and I think for me personally, I I try to focus on uh, on because I I've seen a a hole in the industry, even right when we came when when I first started the, the program the hole that I saw was that there's a lot of underground like amazing underground talent
1: mm-hmm.
2: that that doesn't get recognized a lot of interviews or a lot of interviewers sorry are they want to talk to the they want to get to the, the big people we need we we all need to be able to get those those underground bands and underground uh rappers and I haven't I haven't interviewed any any pop yet, but because there's man there's real good music coming out of these right. people and
0: just not concentrating on the the major artists all the time.
2: Well, yeah, and and I think they reach a level. They can all they can always progress, but like as an artist, but once you get to the top. You're up there. You're up there so high. It's a long way down.
0: Right, and it's hard. It's hard for you to um, flex your artistic muscles as well because people expect certain things from you, and if you change that, then
2: exactly that,
0: that kind of changes their whole thing. <laughs>
2: right. If you, if you, if I they, mean...
0: Yeah, it changes their their whole plans and ideas about uh, that they have for you.
2: Right. And, and if you look at if you look at artists like Justin Bieber, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he so quickly just whoop, right up to the top. And then mm-hmm. and then it, it, it was the the pressure, Chester Bennington, he was way up at the top and. Mm-hmm. The pressure, the pressure was too much and right. and we lost them way too freaking soon. I think
0: that's one thing too that we're we're hopefully seeing more of is the mental health supports for people in the music industry, um, and not I don't think it's just the artists that need it either. You know, like if you're, it's a great industry to work in. Sixty um, percent of the industry in Canada is self-employed, or something something along those lines. Um, so there can be a lot of pressure. You know, if you're if you're say, for example, an artist manager and you're working with your artist, first of all, you're seeing everything that they're going through and internalizing that, but there's also pressure for you to make that person and, and fulfill what what they want to do. So anyway, I think that we we are starting to become more conscious of mental health supports in the music industry, and that's very important. Um, obviously, you know about Unison Benevolent Funds that we have in Canada, right? Um, over the bridge that we have here as well. Um, so supports like that hopefully are growing. Um, I think we also need some more financial supports right now for our all artistic communities. Um, yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, (laughs) Uh, yeah, definitely. Like we said before, the music industry is right now, especially, is in bad shape. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, but at the same time, uh, some other big, like you said, creativity has been a big thing that's that's been really implemented with artists having to you know do you know think outside the box
0: right and you know what i think too that perhaps we will see a surge in an underground movement one of the things that is difficult today so i think the last time we had and i get people i i we i argue about this all the time so we can argue about it uh not argue but like so i think the last big genres that we had that came to the forefront like in a, a radio-type way is uh, grunge and hip-hop. So we haven't had that since then, probably. It's not to say we haven't had any new genres. Um, you know, of course we have. Um, but I just think in the big marketing wheel, radio, that type of thing, we haven't really seen that since grunge and hip-hop. And I think the reason is because of the way that we listen to music now. Um, you know, you you don't have to be as married to your one genre as you used to be. Um, so, I th- and I think that the way that people are collaborating now, the way that people are accessing music now, and this is because of COVID, not, I'm not talking about um, before that, but the way people are accessing music now, looking for new things now, wanting to try new things now, um, that could be a great jumping off point for more independent artists. Um, and in Canada especially, we've always had a great independent scene because we've had to because our th- our three ma- majors now only have been foreign-owned. Um, so we've always had, you know, so so in the early 2000s when the majors started crumbling, it was the Canadian offices that cl- closed first. So we had to think outside the box and we had to come up with more of an independent um, industry. So hopefully all of that has been setting up for something huge.
2: Right. Um, When you're not doing music matters, what do you do hobby? What are
0: my hobbies? You're asking what my hobbies are.
2: I am asking what your hobbies are.
0: I like to read and I am addicted to animal crossing right now. It's really bad. Right. Um, I have a five-star island. Um, yeah, it's really bad. I'm, I'm like, it's, it's terrible that I, I use this analogy, but it's like, you know, heroin addicts where you, that you wish that you didn't take that first hit. Cause then you wouldn't be a heroin addict. I kind of feel like that about animal crossing right now. Oh. Um, yeah, it's bad. And I've never <laughs> been a gamer before. I've never, my husband's a huge gamer. I've never been into it before. And so it's kind of weird that I stole his switch and I'm playing all the time. Um, But, yeah, I do – I'm now uh, a painter. I'm now an artist because I've been doing YouTube videos. Um, (laughs) uh, I have two kids, so that takes up a lot of time, especially now um, kind of navigating their needs. Um, So I knit. I'm like, you know, an 85-year-old woman who likes to sit on the porch and drink tea and (laughs) read or do some type of fabric yarn craft. Um, I tell myself I should practice piano and guitar more.
2: You've got your toes dipped into a bunch of different things.
0: Yes, I'm a, I'm a, what's that saying? Master of none, but, what's that saying?
2: Oh, I, yeah, I don't remember. I know, I, I'm.
0: Dabbler in many and master of none or something.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Something, something along those lines
0: yeah I'm uh, gardening more this year so like i said i'm like an 5-year-old woman who's yeah never going to retire so i'm living that life right now
2: right and you got your dog too
0: yeah he's 14 now yeah um, he's a he's it, you know what it's even affected the dog this lockdown thing he he's a schnoodle so he's a schnauzer, schnauzer poodle right he was never a barker and now he's extremely protective of us and i don't know if it's because we're home all the time. Like he gets really nervous now when we go out. Um, Not nervous, but he's like, okay, you know, you guys have your keys and your phone and don't talk to strangers type (laughs) nervous whenever we leave the house. Um, Yeah. He's, he's, he's been affected by this too.
2: Right. I think he needs
0: some alone time.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can definitely, I could definitely see that. I could see.
0: How's your puppy? That's, that's,
2: she's she's uh fantastic she's she's been uh really we couldn't have had her at a better time honestly yeah she she's she really got us through uh you know and just even just like our anxiety levels too uh you know because the pets, pets do that. Pets, you know, we've, we've yeah. seen it with so many people. Yeah. Unless so. you
0: have a 14 year old dog. Who's a grumpy old man now,
2: but, <laughs> but I'm still, sure, he's I'm good. sure he still, he still helps keep the family. Uh, let's, let's get back to music. <laughs> okay. uh, what, what specific album influenced you? to decide that you wanted to be in the music industry if
0: oh my god i'm old i have no idea Um, (laughs) the first album i ever had was the Grease soundtrack okay um the first single i ever bought on my own was blondie um i grew up in a very musical family so it was never um questioned you know, no one ever said, oh, my God, don't go into the music industry to me. So, you know, I had, um, you know, relatives who were professional musicians. Um, uh, you know, one one of my uncles was in very large, very big East Coast Celtic band. Um, so, you know, we're Irish, so there was always kitchen Caleys and singing in the kitchen and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I've always just had music always around me. So I don't – I think that was – um, yeah, I, I always just felt it. I always just knew that I was going to go into music some way or another. I mean, when I was younger, of course, I still, I mean, I played piano since I was five and then I picked up saxophone and guitar and vocal and um, I had stage fright. So that's why I didn't become a, a, a famous rock star. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. So I, I don't know if it's just, that's, Andrew, I don't like your
1: questions. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh,
0: man. Also, like, you know, I had, I'm I'm the youngest of 20 something cousins, and, you know, they all listened to their separate music that was always around me and influencing me. Um, Everything from, like, you know, Led Zeppelin, who my older cousins would listen to, to, you know, Duran Duran or, you know, it's just, I don't know. I think the biggest influencer for me going into music was just having a musical family.
2: Right. Right. Uh, Never
0: being a problem. No one ever had a problem with it.
2: Yeah. Uh, And I think, I think that's especially a lot of people that go into the industry have an issue with being told that, you know, it's, it's not going to pan out, you know, why, you know what? why are you, you know, like
0: that. I think I was just lucky um, to,
2: to have a uh, family yeah, that was I so was supportive. Very,
0: yeah. And so musical, I think I was just always very lucky with that. Right. Um, Cause I think it's always been this, I don't know, maybe it's because more people want to go into it and they didn't. They're, <laughs> I, don't, I, I have no idea. But right. like I said, there's always an industry, there's always music, and I think you've heard me say this probably a million times before, too, figure out what it, someone has to do the job that you want to do. Someone has to be the rock star, someone has to be the promoter, someone has to be the manager, someone has to be the producer. Um, yeah. If that's what you want to do, figure out how to do it, and then go do it better than the person beside you.
2: Because right.
0: someone has to do that job, so why shouldn't you have it?
2: Right and and it's also a very competitive business as well
0: but every business is competitive
2: yeah going that's law, true yeah. Going
0: to law, medicine go into um you know ev- everything is competitive
2: but i and but, it's but not i think
0: same. in the industry i think there's the you know people have the notion that it's very competitive that people are and it is but i think most are right. um and it's um people have the notion that you know that that whole you know, people are mean and aggressive and blah, 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 blah. blah. It's, it's, I've always had lovely people around me in the music industry, supportive people, people that know what it's like to start out and want to help and give back. Um, I think we probably have that more than other industries.
2: Right. What is one thing that people would never know about you just by looking at you?
0: Uh, Oh, I have no idea Um, that I'm that I'm that I smile more than my resting face would tell you. Um, (laughs) uh, I think that people would probably be surprised at the heaviness of the music that I listen to or that I like. Um, Just by looking at me. I have no idea. Why don't you, t- that's a better question for you. What were you I, surprised to learn about me? where before you knew anything about me,
2: actually, I think I'd probably go with what you just said. I, I, th- I think that people would be surprised at, at your level of heaviness that you listen to. So.
0: Yeah. Like what my core genre would be. And it's funny. Cause when I taught networking, one of the things that we talked about was, um, even though people listen aren't as married to their core genre as they used to be, they always still do have that core genre, and they um, they portray that in a lot of ways in how they dress and and, and things like that. So mm-hmm. I was saying I can kind of tell what you as students are are into by looking at you right now, because I think especially music industry students are going to kind of portray that a little more. And I asked them, okay, now tell me what I listen to. And I got, you know, singer-songwriter, Taylor Swift, Tori Amos. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> I, gotta, I, gotta, I have to change this up a little bit, I think. But I think it's also my age, right? And I'm a mom. And I live in Whippy, I live in the suburbs. So. Right. Yeah.
2: What's What's the heaviest band that you've listened to? Ever? Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, I used to go to a ton... So in the 90s in Toronto, I don't know where you were in the 90s, Andrew. Um, Toronto had a fantastic metal scene in in the 90s. So I used to go to all those independent shows all the time. I actually had a friend in um, Monster Voodoo Machine, which was a big Toronto band back then. Okay. Um, Yeah, so that was was fun. It's funny, too, because... um, are you wearing a Beguiler t-shirt right now? Of course I am. Yeah. So <laughs> I remember I was talking to Jacob and he was like, oh, yeah, I got, you know, I have a new thing coming up. I'm like, send it to me. He's like, oh, no, it's too heavy for you. I liked it.
2: Get out.
0: Yeah. And I don't think he believes me.
2: Wow. I don't believe you.
0: <laughs> but, but why? Because
2: that is heavy stuff. Like.
0: Yeah, but sometimes that's what you need. Yeah. <laughs> You know, like, like I said, sometimes I'll put on jazz and then sometimes I'll put on something like that, like right, yeah. But I don't think right. you believe, then you don't yeah. either, so yeah, <laughs> yeah I wish my answer was good then,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's uh, oh yeah, for sure, yeah. Your answer that was a perfect answer. Uh, I mean, never
0: yeah. by the way. I had just happened to come across it when he was posted on social media.
2: Oh so, yeah, He
0: listens to your show. Hopefully, he's hearing me.
2: Uh,
0: <laughs> sword, sword, sword that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh man, uh, and I mean, I that's not it, it, he's not like his genre is not something that that I'm uh, like that's not my core genre either. So. No, and I uh, and
0: I I'm not like that's he- I'm not I'm not disputing that that's like heavy heavy. I'm
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> not. I don't but I I don't I don't mind it. Like that's I think, You can that's, you
2: can I, appreciate like, it.
0: I can even listen to it.
2: Right. Right. And I and I think that's you know, and I, that's I, that's one of the biggest keys in the music industry is to be able to appreciate all genres of music.
0: Okay, except there are some genres. <laughs> <that> <laughs> I have a particular genre that I have. It's not that okay, and I know it's me. I know it's.
2: What, what's I? Know the, it's I my, you know what? Honestly, I don't. I don't remember what uh, what genre you're I talking can,
0: about. Country, not old country, but like newer country.
2: The, the I can, yeah. I can, like...
0: Oh, don't get me started about bro country. Like, <laughs> can, um. I won't even say that I can appreciate a good song there, but there's something um and I love Kate like I love Casey Musgraves. Um but a lot of country I can't I just I can't get into. I can appreciate that that it's a good song. I could appreciate that it's a huge genre. Millions of people love it. Um but I'd listen to Beguiler first. And that's not that sounded insulting now to Begui- beguiler. Um yeah, that's a, I it's funny cuz I've been on some music juries and I've actually excused myself from the, the country genre because I don't think that I could give it the proper respect that that I should.
2: Oh wow. <laughs> I was <Yeah>. I wasn't
0: <laughs> Jeff and I have fun conversations about country.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, I could imagine. I could imagine uh so yeah, it's it's definitely But I think everybody
0: uh, has that one genre, don't they? Uh,
2: yeah. Yeah, I think so. I I mean, I know I do. I I have one and What what is it? Oh, it's pop. Any, it's any pop? I, any pop music, any pop cool. music or uh like even even alternative R&B or R&B is is hard for me to get into. Even even if I... I just... I, it's really hard for me to get into those. Uh,
0: so I'll go back to the pop thing for a second. Because pop is a really broad genre. Right? Like you yeah. can have like boy band pop. Or you can have... Um, Adele pop. Like there's different types of pop.
2: I... So I can appreciate it. Right. But listening to it is another another thing like I, I right it and i mean when i say pop i mean i all of it all all that all that pop music yeah it's it, it it's just the fact that you can appreciate it is is one thing and uh like with with my show it's you know I'm I'm all over the map where I see a lot of interviewers sticking to specific genres, mm-hmm. so that that can be a little, uh, you know, I wish it's more... fun
0: to check things out, right? Like it's fun to to shake it up a bit and do different things. And
2: well, good music is good music, right? And mm-hmm. and I think that especially in a time like this, you know, if you come across a great band it's like, hey, let you know let's uh, you know uh, I, I think I think everybody deserves a shot in life no, mm-hmm. no matter what. and I think a lot of people forget that. So
0: yeah, and I think a lot of people forget that no one got their shot on their on their own, the people that did get shots
2: Exactly. Yep. I'm gonna throw another tough question at you. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, not tough. I mean, you might think it's tough. I don't think it's tough. Uh, one musician that you would want to be stuck on an island with and learn as much as you can from from that musician. Oh, just I just... mean,
0: I would love to be beer buddies with Dave Grohl. I think like that would be amazing. <laughs> um, oh, you know what? I'm gonna pick him anyway, because I think that he he could teach a lot about
2: He Yeah, he is yeah, he, the... What's that?
0: He could teach a lot about the music industry, um, obviously instruments. I mean he I think like that's kind of a boring or obvious answer though. Um
2: No, I think that's a great answer. I I, I mean uh, he
0: posted a, did you see the video that he posted about um teachers in the
2: states no i saw you post it and then i never uh i never clicked on it i don't know why i didn't click on it but
0: it's fine andrew um, I, w- I was
2: going to i was going to i'm going i'm i'm i was planning yeah. on uh, click. <laughs>
0: I've always been a huge Dave Grohl fan since the Foo Fighters began, and you know I saw them play at the Horseshoe in Toronto, like. So I've always been a huge Dave Grohl fan. So it seems like a kind yeah. of an obvious answer to me that I would give. I, I think
2: it's. A, it's a great answer, though. That's that's a great answer. Thanks, I, Andrew. I I you're welcome. I think it's a fantastic. <laughs> I think it's a great a, a great answer. Okay. Uh, and it, it wasn't, it wasn't hard.
0: <laughs> no, because I've always, like, I always have said, like, how, you know, people that you would invite to your table, blah, 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 blah. He's always been one of them. I think he would be
2: Could you imagine? Could yeah. you, Im- could you imagine if Dave was things,
0: like, not full of himself?
2: Yeah. That's who I'm going to pick.
0: <laughs> I think he'd be cool just to do a course on too like everything that he's learned and done in the music industry.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: You could do, yeah. you could do a music industry from the nineties to present based on April's experience.
2: He he's a, a brilliant, a, a brilliant guy. Uh, another one that I think gets overlooked is Marilyn Manson. Uh, Brian, Brian Warner, uh, very, very uh, knowledgeable uh just a really really smart guy um
0: yeah i i i always knew that i um i was never into that band as much right um but yeah that would be a very interesting person to to hang out with as well <laughs> yeah so many i mean
2: if you could only eat at one restaurant for the rest of your life where would it be
0: one restaurant oh sherry punjab on danforth indian restaurant
2: oh sherry punjab yep okay okay and that's 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 at danforth okay i'll have
0: to i asked indian and people tell me oh try this indian restaurant and i try it and i'm like no go to sherry punjab (laughs) that and my friend nilda's kitchen because she's she's an amazing cook and I suck at cooking and I go there and she feeds me so.
2: Awesome, uh, yeah. Indian restaurants are definitely, definitely. You should go uh, to shape,
0: if you like Indian.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. They've yeah, been there
0: yeah. for. They've been there since before Danforth was the Danforth. Like they've they've been there.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Just go. yeah. <laughs> um, so. And also, I I love asking that question because I've I've gotten especially since I've been interviewing. People
0: want so, to know places to eat. What's that? You just want to know places to eat.
2: Well, and that's the thing. Like I've gotten because I think I've interviewed about five or six bands from the states, and yeah. and I when I go to the states, that's where I'm gonna like I'm gonna them all off that's gonna be uh, like that's gonna be my list man just getting all those restaurants and
0: uh the independent restaurants or chains
2: some some are mom and pop shops but then some are uh uh chains but it's mainly mom and pop shops that i get told about which is pretty uh it's cool because those are man mom and pop shops are the those, those are the shit. Those are the ones where you go in and you're like, oh, that's good yeah, food.
0: Uh, there's one in, in my neighborhood, an Italian restaurant that's amazing. Um, Tavola. I don't know if you've been there before.
2: No. I love Italian. If you like, if you love like Italian.
0: Italian, go there. Love.
2: Oh, I love it. Yeah, uh, they're amazing. All right. So...
0: You've <laughs> so going to Danforth, right? So... Yeah. <laughs>
2: one last question uh what are your thoughts on mental health in in the music industry now i know we've i know we've kind of uh kind of touched on it but i i'd like to expand with that and and just with with chester uh what chester bennington and chris cornell meant to the meant to the music industry, as well as others. Can't forget about the others. But, I mm-hmm. mean, those are two big main uh, main people. Uh, and uh, we just, you know, we just passed July 20th, which was Chris Cornell's birthday, on top mm-hmm. of being uh, Chester, the three-year anniversary of Chester passing. What are your thoughts on...
0: Uh, right. I th- I think it's going to be the same thing that I would say about mental health in general. I think we just need to talk about it and and I'm not you know this isn't this isn't um groundbreaking or anything that I'm going to say like right. And talk about our own struggles not only when we're struggling. Um like I have a history of anxi- anxiety and and panic attack, anxiety disorder and panic attack. I've had it all my life. Mm-hmm. Um and the biggest thing that I learned about that was how to talk about it because like we were saying before no one has ever had their own shot you know like no one has ever done and and I I don't think it has to be up to the individual who's suffering um, from a, a mental health is, is going through something in the moment I don't think it can be up to them to reach out I think we have to reach out to each other as well and and know that probably everyone around you has some form of mental health illness, right? Uh, and 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 there's so many people that just don't believe that, and I don't know why. Um, so that that's the first part I would say about to anybody. Let's just talk about it. Let's like let's just, you know. I hope that one thing that I've always tried to do with my students is be open about that and know that. I put mental health above anything academic um, the other thing is um, you know when we're trying to help each other, help each other with the supports, help each other, because obviously we're not all trained therapists right so um, and then the other thing in the music industry is like we were saying before, there's so much pressure and there's so much substance abuse and you know, there's so much, uh, like, let's talk about social media, um, protecting our artists from having to deal with that bullshit and constantly being on and right. protecting our industry from that bullshit of constantly having to protect the artists and, um, you know, and, and having more organizations and, and supports like Unison and Over the Bridge. and. Um, having more supports in general like if you look at at the region that we live in there's huge waiting lists for any mental health support why like why, why are we in a society that's that's not dealing with that like get in touch with our, our representatives and and let's fix this shit like it's 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 if you don't think that, that that if you're in a room with five people and you don't think that at least four of them are having mental health crisis at any time in their life on any day right. not every day but can on any given day then yeah. you're naive
2: yeah yeah um with with Chester and and Chris as well i mean you back to you saying about being able to talk about it uh they i mean they didn't I mean, I don't know what they did in their personal life, like the personal part of their life, but I mean, Chester, he talked about it in almost every song that he, that he did and there was still no, uh, it was like, you know, people, people just didn't, you know, they didn't think, they didn't think of it.
0: Yeah, like look at Demi Lovato, who recently just you know after a songwriting session OD'd. I mean, right. people around her had to have seen something was going on, and you know perhaps we're you know you talked about that that hill that we put the our, our artists on. Um, maybe we don't want to see it. Maybe we're afraid to see it. Maybe um, you know. We don't want them to take a break. Maybe I don't. I don't know. I don't know why we're not helping them. I would, and you know, I'm nothing special. Like, um, you know. And the other part too is, I think maybe you know, is there a perception that, oh, you're an artist, so this is how you are. You're, you're manic, or you're, you mm-hmm. know, you have right. mood swings, or this is part of the creative process. Um, you know, maybe Chester's just getting it all out in his songs, and so he's fine. In other capacities, like
2: yeah. To be honest, that's that
0: even Chris, even Chris Cornell, like he 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 shouldn't have been doing drugs. Like who's getting him these drugs? Yeah, right. Yeah,
2: yeah. I I never saw it. You know, even though I listened to that music all the time, I never actually, like you said, I I thought he, you know, with him writing it. And, or singing it, it it was you know he was singing it for for other people to help mm. other people, and you know let them know that they're they're not alone. I th- I just but then I th- he's
0: turning to him to him and saying, "Hey, are you okay?" Like
2: right, and and that's one of the things. That's one of the things that talk with some of the some of the bands that I've talked to. They take the weight on their shoulders and Mm -hmm. you know yeah. how many
0: people say oh music got me through this
2: right exactly exactly and i i mean i lincoln park got me through real real tough times like really really tough times Mm -hmm. and
0: i think the other part of the equation is the substance abuse though and people not um not recognizing that part that is part of a bigger mental health issue right you know like it's almost like oh they did they they killed themselves well they were on drugs well why <laughs> like what's going on there
2: and and it's still happening you know it's still happening with like with, with young rappers and and stuff like that juice world i think we lost
1: mm-hmm. i think
2: his name was was juice world uh you know there there's been there's been so many that, uh, that we've, like, Amy Winehouse, uh, just so many. And and I think, and you know... And she wrote an
0: entire, entire song on rehab and not going, like, it's,
2: yeah. Right, right. You know, and that's the thing is, with that writing being on the wall, and you still didn't see it, like, somebody still didn't see it, you know, like...
0: I think, though, we also have to remember that, again, we're not trained... Therapist, Therapist. do we know to look for it? Do we know to see it? Do we know? So I think maybe take a little bit of that pressure off of ourselves, but also let's keep talking about it. Like, let's not just shove it under the rug. Let's make it so that it's okay to say, you know what? I'm having a really fucked up day.
2: Right. Right. It's always, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure to <laughs> to to sit and chat with you. Where can people find Music Matters?
0: Um, so my website is musicmatters.ca. Okay. Um, Facebook musicmatters.ca and Instagram musicmatters.ca.
2: Awesome. Again, appreciate you you taking the time out of your your evening to uh, chat. This has been Catherine Waugh. I've been Andrew. You've been listening to The Lion's Pit. Be safe, everyone.